What's up, everybody? This is the HodgePodge of Nothingness Podcast, and I am the Nobody host bringing you the quick hits on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, that sucked. That's what I have to say about what happened yesterday. That was just... Uh, the Pirates are freaking killing me. All right, let's let's get into this. Uh, let's get into the scoring summary. Um, bottom the second, uh, Marcano homers on a fly ball to center field, one nothing. the Pirates... Then, in the bottom of the third, McCutcheon homers uh, center field, scoring Brian Reynolds, 3-0 Pirates, looking great. Then, all of a sudden, top of the fourth, uh, Gittrick doubles on a ground ball to left fielder Brian Reynolds. Tovar scores 3-1 Pitt. And then, uh, Austin wins, singles on a line drive to left fielder Brian Reynolds. Gittrick scores, man to third, Pitt only up 3-2 now. And then, Alan Treo singles on a line drive to right fielder Connor Joe. Ryan McMahon scores. Austin wins the third, 3-3. What they didn't bring up in this was the huge blunder of an error by uh, Rich Hill that caused all this to happen. Then, top of the seventh, Profar singles on a ground ball to left for Brian Reynolds. Austin wins, scores, making it 4-3 Colorado, and that ended up being the damn difference. Um, let's go ahead and get into the box, guys. Let's see here. Hayes was 0 for 4 with two strikeouts. Reynolds was 1 for 3 with a hit, a run, and a walk, and a strikeout. McCutcheon, three hits, two RBIs, a run, and a walk. Santana, 0 for 3 with three strikeouts and one walk. Um, Joe was 0 for 2 with two walks and a strikeout. Sawinski was 0 for 2 with a strikeout. Kasher, 0 for 1 with a walk. Marcano was uh, one hit. Uh, two bats with one run, an RBI. He had the home run. Andujar was 0 for 2 with a strikeout. Bay was 1 for 1. He had a double. Hedges was 0 for 3 with two more strikeouts. Uh, Josh Palacios was 0 for 1 with a strikeout. He was the last hitter to pinch hit at the end of the game. Um, pitching Rich Hill, 3.2 innings, 4 hits, 3 runs, 1 earned, 2 walks, 4 strikeouts. Uh, Moreta, uh, two innings, zero hits, zero runs, uh, three Ks. Hernandez was .1 of an inning, and he had no runs, no hits, no nothing, really. Stevenson went one inning, two hits, one run, one earned, two walks, two strikeouts. Holderman, one inning, a hit, two strikeouts. Bednar, one inning, one hit, and nothing else. Um, my takeaways from the game, uh, basically, guys, the Pirates were choke artists. They were absolute choke artists. You go up 3-0 early and and to end up losing a game 4-3 is just is just despicable really because they had a chance to really blow it wide open with the bases loaded and you come away with nothing. Absolutely nothing. That I I wanted to lose my mind when Reynolds was out at home to end the inning. I couldn't believe they sent him. And I heard on the radio that he was told no and went anyways. If that's true, that even wants to drive me up the wall even worse. I just... the, the When Castro hits that ball, it's a low-line drive. The center fielder is crashing in on the ball. So it's going to be not that far out there into the outfield. He's getting closer and closer and closing the distance to throw home. He's literally coming full speed ahead towards home plate anyways. So why Reynolds or the, or, uh, the third base coach, why either one of them 
thought it was a good idea to send Reynolds home. I mean, Reynolds, he's not Usain Bolt. Like, you know, why in the world would you think he could outrun that? But he tries to take off home and get... He's dead on arrival. Had him dead on arrival, literally. He had plenty of time just sitting there waiting, basically. It, it was... I just... I don't understand, man. I, I really don't get it. We got to... They got to play smarter baseball, including the coaches. That that just made no sense. That was stupid. And, I, like, I could see, of course, if it's a deep fly ball and he's going back for it, then obviously, yes, Reynolds can tag up. But my man's crashing in. You, you don't do that. And I, I don't know which one it's on, but either way, it was stupid. Anyways, uh, Austin Hedge is, is, is looking awful. Looks look absolutely awful. Uh, had two more Ks. Batting average is down to 143. I, you know, I don't know. I really, guys, I really don't know what's going to take. Even I'm done. Like, uh, delay has proven more than proven that he's just as capable of hedges defensively. He's in the top four with him in in pitch framing. He calls games just as good as him. Uh, he threw out two guys the other day. I haven't seen Hedges throw somebody out in a while. Uh, I, I am perfectly fine with either Delay gets gets the majority of the starts, or they call up Andy Rodriguez. That's that's who I think they should call up, not Henry Davis. But I'll get to that in a second. Um, so another thing that boggled my damn mind was uh, they said that the pitcher was out there for the Rockies at the end, Johnson. Um, they said that the batting average against him versus righties was 400-plus. That righties batted 400-plus against him. And that lefties bat, I think he said 114 against him? What What was Shelton thinking? Like, he puts three straight lefties out there to face him. With Castro being one of them, and he's a switch hitter. And don't get me wrong, I get the matchups. I know that usually you'd want a lefty against a righty. I understand that, but the numbers don't lie. This guy kills lefties. So why in the world would you take and put three lefties up against him? I thought the Pirates, I thought these guys are supposed to be, you know, data geeks. I thought this is this is the shit that they 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 look at. So it, it didn't make any sense to me why in the world they went with three lefties out there knowing that the batting average against this guy would let these sucks. It just, I don't know. I don't get it. And then let's also talk about the fact that with the game on the line, you decided to have a rookie, Josh Palacios, go up there with the last out to bat. Explain that to me. Like, what, out of all the people, you want to put the game in the hands of the guy you just called up. Boggles my fucking mind. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So, moving on to the next thing. Uh, Swinski had another K. His batting average is down to 226. Just not not good. Um, but uh, Kutch, Kutch looked great, though. Three hits. Got a, was on base all four times. I, I was really happy with Kutch. Uh, I thought he did well. Reynolds and Bay both had nice doubles. Hopefully Reynolds is about to get on another tear because they really fucking need it. Hopefully Bay is going to start hitting the ball better. Um, Santana, I you know Gary Morgan from the uh, Pirates fan forum on DK Sports. You know he said that he thinks Santana needs a break. You know what? After watching yesterday, I agree. He had three strikeouts. Guy just looks tired. 
I, he's been putting in work at first base. I, he's been doing really good at first base. Um, but he just, I don't know, he's not, he's not, hasn't been effective at the bat a lot at all lately. And I, I think Gary Morgan's right. I think he definitely needs a break. Um, Marcano with that great shot to center field. Uh, I was really happy to see that. I Honestly, guys, I didn't think he was capable of hitting the long, especially straight center field. I, that was a bomb. Um, I didn't think he was capable of that. I honestly wasn't because I hadn't really seen it from him. But now that I have, I'm a lot more encouraged about him with power. Not to where I think consistently he'll hit with power. I don't think that's going to happen. But to just see that he can actually do it, that he's actually capable of doing it, I, it was a good thing to see. Um, I'd love to see him start pulling more, but it's whatever. Um, once again, the over-aggressiveness on the base pass is just absolutely rear, rearing its its ugly head. And I get it, man. I get it. They can't put up runs, so they have to try to counter that with, with being more aggressive. But it's not working. It's it's really it's killing them, if anything. Look, Marcano hits that, that bomb to center field. Joe, if Joe doesn't try to steal second base, that's a two-run bomb. And then who knows? Maybe we are sitting here four and four at the bottom of the ninth. And instead of instead of it being four three, they're just trying to walk it off. But they got way over aggressive with Joe on the base pass. And the best part about it was is they tried again with Joe and he gets thrown out again. And the same thing happened with Hayes two two games. Before this one, where he got thrown out three fucking times. Like, they, they got to stop this shit. Be smart. Play smart baseball. That's all I'm asking. Play smart baseball. Because they haven't for a while now. And it's killing them. Alright. Um, my player of the game, uh, it, it's going to be Kutch. It has to be Kutch. My man had three hits. He had a walk, including a home run, a two-run bomb. Uh, he was the most impactful batter out there, in my opinion. Uh, just... Always finding a way to have an impact in the game, and um, and uh, I I just think hands down he'd definitely be the player of the game. I think second would be would either be uh, Marcano with his home run or Moreta again. Moreta came out there and shut it down again. So uh, any any of those guys I think were worthy of player of the game. Least valuable player for me, it's gonna be Rich Hill. I'm sorry, your veteran pitcher. You only go three point two innings. Can't field a damn dribbler to save your fucking life to end the inning and then proceed to give up a damn hit every time a runner's in scoring position. He was like the epitome of not being clutch yesterday. That's literally what he was. Just absolutely choked. And just killed the team. And then he's running his mouth. I don't know if he's running his mouth at Shelton or if he's just running his mouth at himself, just pissed off about what he did. But I'm telling you right now, he better not have been running his mouth at Shelton because he's the fucking clown that did it. So why would you yell at Shelton? That makes no sense. Um, okay, so moving on from the game, they lose 4-3. Just, God, i just so pissed off about that. Anyways, okay, so the discussion on Twitter, I'm seeing people are just demanding that Henry Davis get called up to, to, the, to, the, to the Vigs right now. And from Double A, and myself and others were kind of saying no, or not kind of. We are. We're saying no. It, it's too soon, and it, it, the, the the 
how harder it gets, the jump from AA to MLB, it's, it's pretty significant. And so people are using the excuse, well, they called up Sawinski from AA. They called up Castro from AA. So, you know, I thought, you know, that's, that's a good point. So I, I wanted to, I went and I, I did the work and, I, and I, I went and looked at their numbers. I wanted to look at their numbers all the way up to that year, the AA year that they got caught up to, to the big leagues to see if there isn't really a big difference, if the stats support what these people are saying. So here's, so here's, what's, so here's what's going on. So I'm going to start with Sawinski. Sawinski's batting average at Altoona before his call-up, going off the stats here, his batting average at Altoona was 353. Just to put things in perspective, Henry Davis's batting average as we sit is 316. So just remember that, 316. Sawinski's at Altoona was 353. Guess what his batting average was when he got called up to play for the Pirates last year overall? It was 202. It dropped over 150 points. His on-base percentage was 421 in Altoona. Up with the Pirates, dropped from 421 to 298. His slugging, 686 Altoona. With the Pirates, dropped to 411. His OPS at Altoona was 1.107. Absolutely just raking at Altoona. OPS with the Pirates, 709. His strikeouts at Altoona was 14. His strikeouts with the Pirates, 114. Now, mind you, he had more plate appearances with with the Pirates, so that is also something you got to take into. But but just to compare, his walks with, with the Pirates was 41. So 114 strikeouts to 41 walks. That is, wow, that's bad. Now, the, now he had five walks at Double A. Anyways, okay, so home runs he had three at Altoona and he had 19 with the Pirates, which which is good. That's really good to hit 19 home runs in 372 plate appearances. That's what he had at, with the Pirates was 372 plate appearances. He had 19 home runs. That's really good. I'm not going to take any away from him. I remember him being in the top five, one of the leading rookies in home runs. That's great. But but he got sent back down eventually to AAA because of how much he was striking out. Like it was he was being overwhelmed. It was either he hits a home run or he strikes out most of the time. Um, guess how many plate appearances he had in the minors total? Now you this is another number you guys gotta remember. Total plate appearances before his call up to the Pirates, his first call up to the Pirates. He's been in the minors since 2016. He had a total of 2,073 plate appearances, if my math is correct, before his call-up to the Pirates. 2,000. Remember that. So, Castro. So Castro, in his first season with Altoona, had a batting average of 242 when the Pirates called him up in 2021. His batting average with the Pirates went down to 198. Not even over the Mendoza line. His on-base percentage went from 295 with Altoona to 258 with the Pirates. His slugging went from 425 
to 395 with the Pirates, which isn't that big of a drop. His OPS with Altuna was 720. It went to 653 with the Pirates. His strikeouts was 72 strikeouts Altuna, and it was 27 with the Pirates. Now, his plate appearance with Altuna was 312 with 72 strikeouts to 19 walks, so that's not good. And then with the Pirates, it was 93 plate appearances. He had 27 strikeouts to only 6 walks. Again, not that good. Um, he had 19 home runs with Altoona, and he had 6 home runs with the Pirates. Plate appearances was 93 with the Pirates. I, I can't remember if I said it or not. And 312 at Altoona. I did say that already. Okay, so in the minors, Castro had 1,667 plate appearances before his call-up by the Pirates. 1,667 plate appearances before being called up. So now, guess how many plate appearances Henry Davis has had in the minor leagues? 383. Only 383 plate appearances in the minors. Guys, that's only one-fourth, one-fifth of the plate appearances that Sawinski and Castro had before their call-up. And I think that's something you guys are, are forgetting. It's not all of you, but some of you are forgetting is that Henry Davis was has been injured off and on the whole time he's been in the minor leagues. This is his first full season. It's like a full season. It just started where he's actually healthy. So I just don't know if it's worth it quite yet, now that I've looked at this more, if it's worth it to, to bring him up and have him face the kind of pitching he's going to face already in, in, in major leagues. I just, I just don't think it's time yet for him. I mean, when I saw that he's only had 383 plate appearances compared to Castro's 1,667 and Sawinski's 2,073, I thought to myself, okay, it just makes more sense that they got caught up because of how many play, how many play appearances they've had. Both have been in the minors since 2016, so we're talking a big difference in call-ups here. You're going to call up your prized number one overall pick after 383 plate appearances in the minors? I'm not sure I'm ready for that yet. I just uh, I just don't think it's worth the risk. I'm not looking to stunt this guy's development. Now, just to compare, because I think that you could call up Andy Rodriguez. I would be fine with that. And the reason why I say that is, guess how many plate appearances Andy has had in the minors? 1,320. So, to me, that's a lot more plate appearances in the minors... Than, than Henry's ever had. I mean, it, that's also three to four times more plate appearances. So I, I just I just think that the, the the risk is just too much. I, I would I would pump the brakes a little bit on this, and you know, and I'll even give you Andy's stats here. I got him right now. They have he's currently batting two sixty. His on base percentage is three forty four. His slugging's four sixteen, and his OPS is seven sixty. 13 strikeouts to 10 walks, so the ratio is not that bad. Uh, he's got 10 RBIs, 3 home runs, a triple, a double, 
20 hits. Now, let's also talk about this. Andy's been hurt. So he so you could contribute if you want to say it's not that great, the 260 average or whatever, you can chalk that up as a, it's an injury year because he's been injured. So you could argue, are we sure we want to call him up because he's had an injury? So I I hope telling you guys this helps a little bit. And look, I don't want to defend the Pirates and, and them holding prospects back because I've also said that I know that it's also about the money. I know that. It's all about the Super 2. I get that as well. But at the same time, when you look at what's going on with Davis, you're kind of like, yeah, okay, that, that would make sense to not call him up. It would be a big jump. And then when you want to use Sawinski and Castro as the reason why, that just helps my point more. Look how many at-bats they had in the minors before their call-up. It's a huge difference. And it's, it is, I just don't think it's a risk worth taking. Not yet. Let's give him way more, way more at-bats, and let's see where the Pirates are at, say in, say, in August. If the Pirates are in contention, okay, then, then maybe. Maybe it is time to give him a shot. I, you know, I, have, I can't quite remember if, if Davis is on the 40-man or not. But, I mean, come September, you go to a 40 anyway, so maybe you just wait till then. If he's on the 40, I'd have to check. Um, so, you know, I would just pump the brakes here a little bit on calling up Henry Davis right now. I would give it a little bit. Andy Rodriguez, though, yeah, that, that there I think I'd be okay with. I think I'd be okay with Andy. I think Andy would be where I don't think it could be. He'd be any worse than Austin Edges, but I think he'd be better. Hitting for sure, no, no doubt in my mind. Better than a 143 batting average. Um, and then you have him with delay. I think that'd be a nice one too. But, all right, guys, that's that's all I have for now. Um, I hope that, that gives you guys some better insight as to why it's not time for Henry Davis yet. But we'll see. We'll see what the Pirates do. All right, if uh, you like the podcast, guys, uh, please subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, if you could do it uh, using Spotify, I'd appreciate it even more. But it's okay. If you want to use a different network, go ahead. It, it, I get it. It's okay. Um, remember, I'm also on the Steelers Sanctuary podcast with uh, David Barrow from SteelersSanctuary.com. Uh, if you could please subscribe to that if you enjoy that show as well. All right, guys, I'll be doing the uh, On the Farm and the preview. I'll be doing all that tomorrow. Uh, so I'll wait. I'll talk to you then. Take care. I'm out.